Hello, and welcome to the Radical Life Podcast. I'm Marina Patrice Vare. My pronouns are they, them, and MP. And I am recording today on the unceded lands of the Lenape Lenape peoples. Today, I'll be introducing you to our stretch module leader, Guguraj Singhosa. Guguraj is a Kundalini Research Institute certified Kundalini yoga trainer and Ashtanga yoga practitioner. Post-graduation, Guru Raj has been working with human rights and social psychology for over 10 years for the federal government of Brazil, where he lives. Guru Raj believes that the physical body is a great vehicle and teacher for living a full life and achieving emotional, mental, and spiritual balance. Thank you so much for joining me, Guru Raj. I would love if you would start by telling us where you are uh, located today and then also sharing what identities and communities are important to you. Thank you so much, MP. Uh, I am Guru Raj. My pronoun is he, he is him. But actually, I will answer if you call me. <laughs> I am pretty comfortable with Oksana. Um, I am here in Brazil. I am in Salvador. It's, it's a city uh, famous for the carnival party here in Brazil. It's like a place, um, it's the place uh, outside Africa that uh, has more influence of the African continent um, and it's like the most uh, black city af uh, out of Africa. So uh, being here and living here as a child and I was born here too, uh, make me uh, have contact with uh, part of our lineage in Brazil that most of white people uh, here in Brazil doesn't have. So it's pretty, pretty nice to be back here. I lived in Brasilia, the capital of Brazil, for more than 16 years. Because uh, I was, uh, I, I, I still work for Brazilian government, but I'm not have to be there anymore. That's why I came to live here. And also, I am living right now for like a month in the apartment that I used to live as a child. So it's, it's kind of funny <laughs> to, to be here again. Uh, I'm not sure what, how uh, go on. <laughs> uh, we, we were just connecting right before we started recording, right? About what it's like to be back, you know, in your, um, your childhood space. Uh, and I had said, I, th I imagined it was lovely and you said it was a little strange. Do you want to share any more about that? Yeah, it's, it's, it's lovely to be here. Uh, and I said that it's strange because I am, I'm, I'm here for only one month and I kind of in the, in the mood of, oh, look what is still here. Oh, oh, that thing that uh, I used to go or I used to play with is not here anymore. So I'm kind of um, 
reintegrating with the neighborhood, you know, like uh, not only with the things, but with people, people who are still living here in the same building or in the same the same uh, neighborhood, uh, people who are not here anymore. So I'm kind of discovering the thing. So it's it's strange and fun and you know exciting in the same way. So yeah, I'm imagining. I'm <laughs> I'm imagining it like visiting a new place, even though it is also an old place in your memory um, and what it is like to reconcile those changes and also see new developments. So, yes. Yeah, just, it ends a, a great, I think I, I have this kind of uh, personality that always searching inside of me what is happening outside. So I, I when I see something that, I used to like or I used to hate. I kind of investigating within myself what's happening here. So it's it's kind of visiting uh, old old places inside of me too, you know. So that's also fun and strange. <laughs> yeah, I, I loved that image though. Yes, visiting old places inside of me and agreed when I visit those places in my self I also feel like it's interesting and strange so I appreciate that <laughs> I do appreciate that is there anything more that you want to share with us um specifically about your social location yeah sure I first of all I think that uh, thinking about um our individual location uh, when, when when someone asks you who you are you usually answer something like what we do, you know, especially for a living. And uh, it kind of takes uh, some inner work to start to reflect about how our individualities or uh, things that are really constitutes of uh, who we are and not only things that we do. You know, so uh, it's it's it was the place that I I was at first when I uh, heard the question, and um, I think that when I when I think about the community that I that I that I am with, I also think that the the communities are 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 a platform that we we can discover our identities on that and we kind of balance the the things that we had inside of us and it's innate to all of us to to things that is important or is part of the community and we have to discover to relate that to to things to uh, when we are living in community so I think that it's super important to think uh, about that, to, ref to do the inner work that I was talking about, to reflect about our, our day. I see myself as um, a white man because I live in Brazil. And I, uh, as I said, I live in the most black city outside of Africa. So I'm pretty white here. But you know, when I go to U.S., for example, people uh, can see me as Latin and 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 relate to me as a, a Latin guy, not 
right. So some some social occasion makes me feel um, not uncomfortable, but uncomfortable to think about that because I used to to relate to some some how can I say it some some things that uh, many people uh, um, are fighting for to, to have the right, you know, and I was judging myself. Why, why, why are you, you know, relate to that since you're not, not in that social location, you know, the social place. And after educate myself, after uh, reading, for example, Bell Hooks, I start to, to see that many of aspects of a social location relate to the, the pain, the angry, the the emotions that goes to the surface when people start to talk about it to 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 relate to that to, to that emotion and that that's what connects us you know and uh, i'm not sure if I, you you're hoping to me answer where i am is at myself as a gay guy from brazil here in white somehow i am latin too and I am able-bodied after maybe if for a kind of yoga teacher, especially who practiced a lot of physical movements, physical activities are not as, uh, not, how can I say people who work a lot? <laughs> I forgot the name in English, but you know, I, I, some, 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 some expected me to be. So I think some of the people have a little frustration when I say that I am a yoga teacher because in somehow I don't look like I don't have the body for uh, that people expect uh, to a yoga teacher. And I'm not sure how I can, how I can add to that. <laughs> no, I think that's, I, that's I, great. And you shared a lot in there. Um, there are two things that I'll pull out. Um, one is that I heard that your, um, your social location or the perception of your social location shifts depending on your geographic location. So that where you are in Brazil, you are very much perceived as a white person. And then when you are in places like the US, you're perceived as a Latin person, right? And it is um, a different experience in terms of privilege, depending on where you are, um, which I think is just a, uh, a useful thing for folks to think about that maybe are not um, moving between international spaces. So thanks for sharing that and offering that perspective. The other piece that I heard there and that I personally really resonate and relate to is this idea that like there's some magical yoga body that like we're supposed to be in if we teach yoga. And so um, the idea that you should be super fit and look, you know, very like uh, buff, right? And like that that is the one and only way to be, you know, um, I'm a yoga therapist, I'm in a larger body and I also live with a chronic illness that impacts um, my mobility at times. And so um, I very much relate to this idea of 
you know, I don't look like what people think about when they think about yoga teachers. And I hope that by you and I moving through the world that we might shift the way that people think people who practice yoga look like, and that it might then become more accessible for people in a variety of bodies. Yeah, thank you for sharing compliments that. Um, I wonder if you would tell us a bit about how your understanding of yourself and your identity um, has perhaps been shaped by your yoga practice. I think it's a great question, great hard question. <laughs> um, I think that my yoga practice at the, this point of my life shaped how I am in all aspects of my life. You know, I don't, I don't think, I don't think that I have any aspect of my life that the, my yoga practice didn't uh, reach out that that uh, that part of me, you know. So when I think of myself as a federal government employee in Brazil, I see myself as someone who uses that uh, th that skill, I think, <laughs> uh, to to work in that place and you know to 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 translate between. Um, governance in, because I I I I'm I'm I work in, for many, I I how can I say it? I was there in many presidents that Brazil had and so I I had to handle with different uh, challenge of being there you know and depends to who I have to work with so I think that flexibility. It's, it's some, was something that uh, my yoga practice uh, helped me to, to build. And if I, I think in my spiritual uh, life, I think totally uh, every day more related to, to yoga. If, if I think in, in my you know, personal relationship, my family, my friends, all of that is... Um, influenced by my yoga practice and not 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 only because the people knows that I am a yogi and it relates, it relates to with me uh, as a yoga practitioner or, or yogi something like that but also because I use that skills that I that I that I learned with my yoga practice to to I hope that's always improving <laughs> my, my relation with my work, my the world, especially. I I I started to think about political stuff because of my yoga practice, and to not be a yogi that you know are sitting waiting for something magical happen. To to really uh, being there and be active in, in my work and using my physical body to promote something, uh, the social justice and the changes that I, we want to see. Uh, all of that happened as I was working uh, in my being, my inner being with yoga. Thank you. There are a couple of threads that I'll pull on there. Um, one that I heard was that you have worked in the government for a long time, and that meant that you have served under 
different presidents in across different administrations, which we know yeah. means that a lot of things change, right? Uh, and I loved the way that you named the flexibility that you establish through your practice, right? As a way that helps you navigate, you know, those changes in your external world, right? The things that you don't have control over, right? Yeah. We learn how to um, become more tolerant of discomfort and more flexible in the practice, right? And then we get to take that out into the world. So I appreciate I think it. Yeah. Sorry. No, I'd say that you, you say something that is very special that you be comfortable in the uncomfortable. You know, you, 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 you learn to navigate uh, in, in the uncomfortable stuff. So I think that it's very magical. Yes, I agree that yes. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> that like the some of the magic of yoga is how it moves through us right is that we practice and then we have this internal skill set and toolkit right that continues to grow and strengthen the more that we practice um yes I love that and then we get more comfortable being uncomfortable um and you talked about how it has impacted your work but also the way that that um your way of being in your practice um, also impacts your family and your relationships. And I really appreciate that because I think that has been true of my own life as well, that I just have, um, I will, I will call that like sort of just a, a, a greater sense of my own center. Right. And so I feel like I have better boundaries with other people and I feel more like equipped to like manage challenges, like internally and externally. Um, so it's always fun for me to hear like how um, how our lives are, like there's a ripple effect, right, of our practice in our lives. Um, I also wanted to just highlight uh, and echo what you said here about um, yoga being a place of support for us as we navigate political stuff, right? And specifically as we navigate um, movements for social justice and participating in advancing liberation for all people, Right, that we have a place where we're grounded in our own practice so that we can move to um, be of service in the greater world. Um, and I appreciated the way that you said, I'm not just sitting, right? I'm not just sitting and waiting for things to happen, um, which I appreciate as like the image, right? Of like the yogi sort of sitting cross-legged on their mat and, um, and how we do that so that we can go out in the world and do the other stuff. So loved that. I'm wondering if you would wanna tell us about the relationship between um, stretching and flexibility, and maybe a little bit more about the aspects of our life that that might touch. Yeah, sure. I think that working our, our physical body affects our, our whole being, you know? And, um, as, I, as you mentioned in my video, I think that physical body is an excellent feature, you know, for many reasons. Um, but mainly because it's a sender and a receiver of other constituent elements of our being, you know. When we work in our physical body, in our flexibility, in our stretching, uh, we are also work uh, in our mental, emotional flexibility uh, by reverberation, you know? Um, and at the same time, 
we sematize a lot of things that's happening in you know in a in a more subtle realm or sphere. Uh, we bring that to your body. You know? When you're stressed, for for example, we kind of can be a reaction in your body. So I think that have an intention in our body. We can we can not only see kind of see what's happening in our mind in our emotion but also when our when our when we are working our bodies we can prevent you know to 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 uh, collapse in, in, in other uh, aspects of your life so i think that being there for our physical body and and we can we can go uh, we can go more you know into that we can think about your uh, in the food that you put in your body uh, we can think about uh, the way that uh, the not only the way that we dress but the the things that I we that our clothes are made of and all of that uh, have impact in our physical body and the way that we live in the in the impact of the world that we live to. Yeah, I love the um the invitations you made there about um noticing all of the ways and things that um the energetics of things, right? Is the way that I heard that. Like the energetics of our food, the energetics of our clothing, the way that they impact the way our physical body um integrates right in the world and like moves through the world. I also um, want to highlight what you said about the way our body, like we somatize a lot of things, right? Um, some of them consciously, right? But a lot of them like unconsciously and the ways that energy moves through the body, right? And releases and is transformed when we move the physical body. Um, and uh, what I love about yoga is that not all of that has to be conscious either, right? Yeah. That like, it's some of it is just like, it's not the same as like sitting in therapy and talking through a whole thing, right? It's very much just like a, your body is moving and things are happening. And there've been many times where I have been on my mat in particularly in more um, like restorative poses where like, I'll just be moved to tears. And I like, at first I felt really like, oh, I need to process this, right? Cause that's the mind stuff, right? And the more I have sat with things and just let them sort of move, I'm like, I don't have to know all the magic that's happening for it to still be transformative. So I appreciated just that reminder that things are getting into the body and storing, right? And that they, um, they sort of need unpacking from time to time. Um, and that the practice, the physical practice is a way to do that. And sometimes it's not even the tears happens, you know, sometimes you do, you think that nothing is really, ha nothing special, special is really happening. But when you in front of some challenge or not even challenge, you're doing like um, your laundry and you, you realize that something is different you know and just realize that you're not the same anymore that that something changed you don't know why you don't know when you don't know what changed 
but you, but you feel that that something moved and you're not the same anymore. And for me, it's the I I love that that part of yoga too because it's the easy part, you know. <laughs> it's that there's a lot of hard hard stuff in life and in yoga and in everything in the world, and I think that's the easy part. Like the blessing of uh, the practice. Mm, I love that image. That like there is an easy part and it's happening. Yes. Um, I know that you are both um, trained in Kundalini yoga and also practicing Ashtanga yoga. And I wonder if you would share with us some of the similarities and differences between those two practices, and then also specifically sort of what your relationship is to each? Yeah. I started to practice Kundalini Yoga. I never practiced uh, any other yoga. Uh, I think I my first contact uh, with Kundalini Yoga was I, was, uh, I used to smoke when I was a teenager. <laughs> and I was searching something in there, how to stop smoking. And um, and um, uh, a woman in white with a, a, a white turban uh, appeared teaching some pranayama, some, some uh, respiration uh, work, uh, some breathing work uh, to stop the smoke. So I didn't know what what was she was what she was teaching at the moment, but it was the, the first my first contact with. Kundalini yoga practice, and many years uh, after that, I, I, I was already uh, I was not uh, smoking anymore for some for some years. Thanks, but um, I start I did my my first uh, practice yoga uh, in a how can I say I forgot the the I forgot the name in English, but I was in a and a retreat. Uh, it's not, it was not a yoga retreat, but it was like a spiritual practice retreat. And uh, we started off the day doing some Kundalini yoga practice. So it was my first, my second, but the, the first, the first time doing something. And uh, after that, I talked a little bit with the teacher that I was that was uh, teaching the practice, leading the practice, and. A few months after that, I started to to do it re regularly. I even I was practicing, you know. I I started to to relate with that in a very intellectual way. So I started to to read a lot of uh, about Kundalini Yoga and to know a lot of about that. And after two years of practicing and studying, I I decided to. To, to do a training to become uh, a Kundalini yoga teacher. First, not thinking to really teach anything, but not to go deep into the teachings and to, it was something that was so special to me that I want to, to know more, to have more control, to, to be more in independent on it, you know, so, but, it didn't have to go to the end of the, the training for me to start it to teach and 
and to you know to go in that place that I I I saw myself and I realized myself as a as a Kundalini yoga teacher. So, but I also had a very strict relationship to, to that. It was my my first contact to to yoga. You know, I was really into Kundalini yoga and. In the pandemic, I started to practice uh, Ashtanga Vinyasa Yoga. And first, because I had, I, I wanted to do something different, you know, uh, other other uh, physical activities, not only Kundalini Yoga. It was a place to to have a relax re, a relaxation too, because you no know, Kundalini Yoga was so much of me at that point that I that I ha I want something different to 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 play with, you know, to be to have fun with that, and to to go back to the old times that I, uh, the only thing that I have to do right now is, is practice, and you know I don't have to to think a lot of that, and also teach me a lot to to relate with my body, you know. I Kundalini Yoga has a lot of aspects on it. We do a lot of breathing work, we do a lot of mantra work, we do a lot of mudra work, we have a lot of aspects that in a Kundalini Yoga class, in a Kundalini Yoga practice. Uh, but in Ashtanga, I saw myself more into physical activity, into physical work. And I, I, I can say that I, improved my physical practice, even Kundalini Yoga, way more in the two years uh, that I'm doing Ashtanga than, you know, in the 10 years that, that, that I practice Kundalini Yoga, because I, I, I have to focus on that, you know, while I was practicing Ashtanga. So it makes more focus and also make, make me more flexible in my my relation to the yoga and my also all my spiritual practice. There was a lot of juicy stuff in there. And so um, <laughs> I want to go back to the beginning of that answer for a minute, because I, um, I heard that, you know, you were smoking, you wanted to quit smoking, you saw a Kundalini yoga practitioner teacher, right, um, and chose not to practice at that time, right. And I, I imagine that as like a seed of yoga being planted, right? Like, <laughs> and then, you know, years later, you go to this retreat, you have the experience of practicing for a few days and a new seed, like another, or maybe we'll call it watering that seed, right? Um, and then it takes a little bit more time for you to establish a regular practice. And I just am thinking about um, what a blessing it is when things find us before we're ready for them right, but that they um, give us context for them, like, when we are ready for them, right, that it's, um, yeah, I, I think seeds, planting seeds along the journey, right, um, so I appreciated just your share about how that unfolded, because I think um, a lot of times it's, like, I have this idea that someone just um, started practicing, and then suddenly we're, like, their practice was so robust that they just started teaching, and, like, right, it, that it really, for many of us, it unfolds over a period of time, and I appreciate, uh, and I hear this pretty frequently as well, the desire to do yoga teacher training, not so much to share the practice with others, but to come to a better understanding of why the practice is working so well for us, right, and then 
from that integrated place choosing to share it. Um, so thanks for sharing that part of your journey and for just giving me that space to reflect on it. The other um, piece that I heard is just that um, your relationship with Kundalini was very like specific, right? That it's it's a um, a practice that has a lot of parts, right? There's the breathing and the mudra and the movement, and they are part of every practice, right? Um, and the desire to do something more playful in a more flexible way, like something right that has a little bit less um, structure to it, was what drew you to Ashtanga. And you know, we were talking a little again before we started recording, and I appreciated the way that you had spoken about this sort of as a a thing that informs both practices, right? That it feels more playful to be practicing Ashtanga, but also your physical practice uh, with Ashtanga then also reinvigorating your Kundalini practice as well. Um, and I think that that's really lovely to have the experience of multiple um, yoga traditions, right? And find, you know, how they are similar and like how they increase the richness of each other. Um, made myself another note and I just want to make sure I didn't lose it. It's not coming back to me. So I must be complete on that thought. Um, I would love to hear what your personal practice looks like um, in your day-to-day -day life and perhaps maybe how that has changed for you over time. Yeah, I think that I am a very disciplined person. <laughs> I I I am Taurus with uh, Virgo rising, so I am very. I think that have a routine is something that makes me uh, sane in my in my life. So I since the beginning, I, I think after a few months uh, of starting a regular uh, uh, regular class. In Kundalini Yoga, I started to practice every day, and not not. Uh, we used to practice in the beginning of the day, you know, to prepare ourselves for the day, and it makes me total sense because I, I I think that I have that need inside of me already, that that I have to. We have here in Bahia the the say that I that I was born that to 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 be with the soul inside of us something like that is that is that expression that you we we i always had the need to feel my soul inside of me after go to <laughs> to open the the door of the room you know to you know see people <laughs> and to do stuff so uh for, for, for me, the practice of yoga is that to put the soul, uh, my soul inside of me and and so I can start the day. Uh, today, I have a very specific uh, practice. I used to do some mantras uh, when I, when I, after, you know, go take a shower and clean myself. <laughs> um, I do some mantras and I do some Kundalini Yoga Kriya. We choose um, depends in the in the the time that I had, you know, that that day I do I do uh, something bigger or something longer 
or something shorter. But I always do something that that I you know that brings movement to my body. And if I have time, I work from home, so it's it's easy for me to you know to do something between things during my day. I do some vinyasa yoga practice, uh, and it's where I really stretch my body, where I really bring the strength to my body. It's not only to bring the soul inside of me, but also to 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 really ch challenge my body. You know, I I, I don't use to to challenge my body in the in the, the first practice that I have in the day a lot. Sometimes I do, but it's not the the, the main goal of it. Uh, I prefer to do that, you know, during the day or you know in the middle of the 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 morning or in the end of the evening, you know, in the end of the day. So when I do something that I that I that I challenge my body, that I put more uh, fire on that. So it's my it's my personal practice right now. But I I have a special relationship to the Kundalini Yoga mantras and it it's a really part of my uh, spiritual in yoga practice. Thanks for um, sharing with us, right, that um, the practice can look different at different times of the day. I really appreciate the um, the internal focus, right, of mantra and the Kriya, like, early on in the day. And I, I love this image that you have of, like, calling the soul back into the body. Like, that I, that resonates for me. I can I have a sense of what that feels like. Um, <laughs> and also the the different practices for different um, outcomes, right? So then later in the day, really wanting to charge up your energy and build some heat and fire um, so that you can sort of use that momentum, right? To move through the rest of the day. So appreciate the, um, the distinction between like what yoga can do for us in different ways, right? That it's not always, um, super physical and charging us up, right? Sometimes it really is regenerating and um, and gathering our energy before we use it for the day. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm sitting still with the, putting the soul inside the body. Mm -hmm. I like that a lot. Um, yeah, I just, I think about something, like even I think about that as perhaps in my own mind now I'm, I'm considering like, how will I use that in my own practice? And for me, some of that is also uh, calling back the energy at the end of the day, right? Like that our outputs sometimes take us far from our own energy. Um, you shared with me that, you know, and we shared in your bio as well, that you think that the physical body is a great teacher and, um, I'd love to hear an example of either how that is um, unfolding in your own life or perhaps how that's impacted a student when you're teaching. Yeah, I think you have two good stories, I think. I have a love-hate story with the dog looking down for sir, the down dog. We used to call that in Shtanga, but it's in men uh, yoga, I practically call that uh, down, I forgot the name. 
downs. Can you can say that? You yeah. Can say the name. Downward facing dog. <laughs> Down facing dog. Yes. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Uh, so I have a love, a love, hate, sorry, not facing dog. In Kundalini Yoga, you call that pose, uh, triangle pose. And I think that posture is one of the most complete postures because it, it works in the whole body, you know, we, 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 uh, we look in the, upper part of the, the, the body also stretch a lot of the uh, down part of the body. And is a, is a pose that the, the most of us uh, have to, to conquer. It's not easy for us to, 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 to take uh, the pose uh, as it is. Um, and it's not only because uh, we have to conquer the correct alignment, uh, or you know to to put the cackles in the ground, um, but it's most of the challenge is to relax in the pose. It's the the triangle pose, the facing dog pose. It's um, relaxed pose. It's a pose of relaxation. It's a pose of recovery. If you if you say if you see the name of the pose in Sanskrit, you know, it has a, um, a shavasana in the end of the, 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 the pose. It means like, you know, it's, it's to relax in that pose. And if you have that in mind when you see a Kundalini Yoga Kriya or even uh, a Vinyasa Ashtanga uh, uh, practice, you, you have that, when, you, when you're in that pose, it's you have the chance to recover. And for me, when I realized it was a long journey to, to, to realize that in my body, not only my mind knows, to, to know that, but realize that in my body, to, to my body started to recover in that home. And, and was after many, many, many years of practice, I was already, a teacher and I was I was I think I was also had started to to do Ashtanga. So yeah, I think that it it realized me that oh, okay I now I can understand what have the physical body as a teacher really means, you know. And was I remember the feeling of realizing that when I when I started to put myself in recovery or relaxation when I when I in that pose. And I uh, other history that came to my mind it was a student uh, history um, actually. And uh, that 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 student uh, she was a woman that started to practice Kundalini Yoga um, well past of the sixties, and after going through a traumatic event of losing uh, an adult son, um, at that time she was very weak physically, emotionally, and energetically, and she couldn't even uh, see it. Still, you know, she was so shortened that 
she was not able to 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 be seated in in to do is uh, yoga movements or yoga asanas, you know. And um, while she was practicing yoga, she started to process some of the pain and went through the grief. And her body also became more flexible, you know, when she started to to process all of that. And um, Today she is almost uh, eight years old, and she is a medalist in swimming, a sport that she started to to do after uh, uh, started to practice Kundalini Yoga, you know, and and it it also it's a story that uh, always comes to my mind when I think that the relationship between physical body and other subtle bodies of our, ourselves. And also that while we are practicing, we, even if we don't realize that at the time, we are always, we are also processing some, some uh, of our history. And it all, as we conquer things in our body, we also conquer things in other parts of ourselves. I love these two stories and the pairing of them because um, in your first story there, right, with your experience of practicing this pose consistently over time, right, your relationship to it shifts and you realize like, oh, I've moved into the, the ease and relaxation that is in the name of this pose, right? I really appreciated the... Um, the way that one sort of went from a physical to an emotional response. And then how in your second story, right, we're starting with an emotional response um, where your student is grieving the loss of her adult son, right? And is in a place where um, that has taken a lot of her energy. And then she uses the practice to process through that, right? And develops a strength in the physical body. And then did I hear you say that she's now a swimmer? Uh, she's like yeah. yeah she's like earning medals for swimming yeah so I think that that's just a really like right they're sort of going in both directions like from the physical body to the emotional and from the emotional to the physical strength um and I love this right because it's it's not um it's never like linear and we're not having the same exact experience of um the practice right everyone's living them in different bodies and in different emotional landscapes and things but the transformation that's happening is still, um, there's like an alchemy that's happening no matter what, right? Um, and I love the way you said it, we're always sort of processing some of our history, right? Mm -hmm. As we're moving through the practices. I think that's, is that the way you said it? I'm trying to remember exactly, yeah, processing yeah. Some of our history. Um, and, and what I love about this story with your student is that we're also, uh, we're, we're moving, some of our history into our future, right? In, in that transformational way. Um, so I loved both of those stories and I appreciate you sharing them with us. Um, I wonder if you wanna say anything further about sort of who influences your understanding of this idea of stretching and your relationship with your yoga practice? Yeah, I... I... Since of the beginning of my journey with yoga, I always had a great friend. She was when I when I was in my 
uh, teacher training, she was starting uh, her position in the academy, uh, in the Kundalini uh, Research Institute. Uh, so I think that my, my training was the first one uh, uh, she was, you know, as a trainer in that moment. Um, she was also uh, a physical therapist and energy uh, therapist too in several fronts. And I think that having her around has always been a source of encouragement to think a lot about flexibility and the relation between physical body and our other bodies, you know, our emotional body, our energetic body, our mental body. And, and I think that he was a source for not only if I had a doubt about something, you know, related to, to, to the yoga practice, but also because she was, she already had the, that in her, you know, in, in, inside of her, that uh, physical body is as important as in other in any other body in other way because I think that that we usually relate to physical body in two ways like we have that in a temple is the most important thing in the world or we we have it's it's for a weak people for mundane people <laughs> we we are already um uh, we, we don't think about that anymore. We only have, we only think about our spiritual bodies and, you know, our spiritual bodies. And uh, it, none of them make sense to me. And I think that having this person uh, was the first glimpse that I had that, oh, we can, we can do it like in the middle term of it, you know, like we, we, we can, have a spiritual practice uh, and still and still have a relationship with, with your, your physical body. We can go through a spiritual journey using our physical body. We can take care, care of ourselves, taking care of your physical body and having her, I think she, she, is, a, she is still in the academy. I still work with, the, with her. Um, we we talk a lot. We you know we always always talking uh, about many stuff, including uh, ways to 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 go through physical things, you know, and to 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 be aware of that. And yeah, it's nice to have her. I I I always I, I had a conversation with her when I when I was invited to, to lead a um, stretching model and you know, so I can think about uh, what can I bring to that class, you know, and she was always a, a good thought. Thank you for that. I really can sense your reverence and appreciation of <laughs> her um, both as a mentor and a friend and I wonder if you would like to name her so that we okay sorry <laughs> no it's 
Sat Anand Kaur. Thank you. I think it's powerful to, you know, call the people into our space. So thank you for that. Um, what I heard there that I thought was really um, was a thing that I have navigated in my own life is this um, idea about um, elevating the spiritual practice right above the physical body. Uh, or people privileging the physical body, right, over the spiritual practice and how um, she's really helped you to feel centered in the physical body um, as a place of the spiritual practice. Did I understand that correctly? Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I'm going to sit and let that one sink into because it is a, it is a, the, the sort of dichotomy that you described, I think I have really, um, experienced in a lot of spaces about the relationship between the body and the spirit and which one should be privileged and I, I love this idea that they they're they're all this they're happening at the same time right and um yeah so I am close to my closing question here and I am wondering if you have anything else that is on your mind or your heart right now that you want to make sure that we share I think we share yeah. everything that that we had to. Yeah. I, I'm not feeling the need to share anything specific. Perfect. Thank you for asking. Yeah, absolutely. So then my closing question is what is your vision for a radical life? I think that radica radicality is in the simple thing. I think there's nothing more radical than voting for. And I think the most simple thing to do is be yourself. And it takes a lot of energy, it takes a lot of courage to to be yourself, you know. So there's no other thing more radical other than be yourself and to live them. We have to disappoint a lot of things, a lot of people to be yourself, you know, it's not easy. So when you live our true, our true self, our true life, it's, it's always simple and always radical. I love also the, the pairing of radical and life here, right? And where, where you're talking about it being living into your true self, because I do think that that is the work of a lifetime, right? That it is constantly unfolding for us and that we get closer and closer to it with our practice. Yeah. Uh, thank you we have so to much. Do, we have to do it every day. That's why it's a, it's a, a lifetime work. <laughs> we have yeah. to choose that. Every time we put our soul inside of self in the beginning of the day, you have to, to make that choice. You know, today I will live my true self, my true life, and I will act it as I really want to act, not someone's expectation. I love the way that you just <laughs> named that as a daily choice, right? As an opportunity <laughs> for us to step into each day. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Oh, thank you so much for spending this time with me today. It really has been a treat to speak with you and to hear about your journey. And I'm so excited to um, bring your stretch module, you know, to the world in our radical life. And it was really sweet to hear you name that your mentor and teacher also was someone that you got to take that to and uh, yeah, and share that with each other as you bring it to us. So thank you for all of that. Thanks so much, Nancy, to have me here in my first pod podcast interview. <laughs> it was a super fun experience. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for joining us. Head over to our website at radical.life to sign up for your free Radical Life Starter Kit. Our website is R-A-D-I-K-A-L dot L-I-F-E. The Radical Life Podcast is produced by me, Marina Patrice Fair, and edited by Cassidy Fair. Our theme music was created by Mark Meezy. Radical Life is a co-creation with Manjot Singh Khalsa and Radical Healing. Connect with us on social media, Radical with a K. We're on Instagram at Radical underscore life underscore 22 and Facebook at Radical Life.